My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music, to the cast, to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host. And welcome to the podcast all about telenovelas. Hey everyone, it's officially Sagittarius season. I think it was Sagittarius season last time I recorded, but I don't remember. So officially, without further ado, hello, welcome. I kind of hear my neighbors, so I'm going to stop for a little bit. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. What if they heard me? I never hear my neighbors, for the record. No, I'm lying. I do hear them all the time, but this is the loudest they've been. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Although, it did make me miss recording with Aranza and Kim, because if you've been listening to the podcast for a while... Whenever I would record with Kim and Aranza, I always had to restart recording like once, maybe twice, every single time. Because the first time it was always a mess, something chaotic would happen. One time there was a cat outside my door, literally outside my door, and I felt so bad for not taking him in. But I didn't take him in because I was pretty sure he was my neighbor's cat and I did not want to like become a cat napper. Like a kidnapper, but a catnap. Okay. Anyway, oh my god, this is so chaotic. Hi, welcome. You know what? We're just gonna get started. Today, we're gonna be discussing episodes one through five of Lo que la vida me robó. This telenovela, y'all, is oof. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so beautifully filmed and so dramatic and so juicy i'm just enjoying it so 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 much and i'm just really excited to be re-watching it with you all again first of all let's get let let's set the stage this telenovela is a 2013-14 telenovela produced for televisa by angeli nesma it stars the iconic duo of sebastian rulli and angelique boyer And we have an all-star cast, y'all. We have Daniela Castro. We have Luis Roberto Guzman, Sergio Sendel. We have Eric del Castillo, Gretel Valdez, Alberto Estrella, whom I love. He's so good at playing villainous characters. I love him. Ana Berta Espin, Gabriela Rivera. Like, this telenovela is it. Has an excellent cast. If y'all aren't familiar, Lo que la vida me robó is an adaptation of an original telenovela called Bodas de Odio, which translates to weddings of hate. So basically weddings that, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so horrible at translating. Um, hate weddings, like weddings from hate. You know how you marry for love, but this time marrying for hate. That's what Bodas de Odio basically is. And it's also an adaptation of Amor Real, which in itself was an adaptation of Bodas de Odio. I know, I know, before I even, like, before y'all even get started, I know there's a lot of fans of Amor Real, and I know I'm gonna cover it eventually, but for now we're gonna do Lo que la vida me robó, but I will eventually get to Amor Real. Maybe I'll do a one-off episode like I did for El Diablo con los Guapos, which, by the way, y'all seem to enjoy, so I'll... I'll do a little bit more of those as we head into the new year. But yes, 
Lo que la vida me robó, or what life stole from me, is an adaptation of Bodas de Odio and Amor Real, and it tells the story of a young woman named Montserrat, portrayed by Angelique Boyer, who is forced to marry someone she doesn't love to save her family. Ugh, classic telenovela, am I right? So, before I get started on the plot, y'all know that I love my entradas and I feel like I haven't even talked about a telenovela entrada in forever. So we're going to talk about the opening theme of Lo que la vida me robó. All right, so let me set the stage, right? The theme song is El Perdedor or The Loser, which, oh, I just love this song as a choice for this telenovela because it can be... It can be interpreted in so many different ways. Like, is it from the perspective of Jose Luis? Is it from the perspective of Alejandro or even Montserrat? Like, who knows? It, it, there's so much you can do from it. And it, the song is sung by Enrique Iglesias and Marco Antonio Solis. And oh my God, they just make the best, the best duets. And I know I'm already gassing this telenovela of so much, but it's, oh, it's, it's just so campy and I love it. So yes, the song is El Perdedor from Marco Antonio Solis and Enrique Iglesias. So the song is basically about someone preferring to be the loser or the losing side of a relationship. So say in a love triangle, which this telenovela will have like a super iconic love triangle, choosing to be the one who gives it all up and be the loser in it and just giving up the love that they feel for someone, even though they do love this person a lot, but they prefer to let them go. And my favorite, favorite, favorite line from it is, Yo prefiero dejarte partir que ser tu prisionero, which translates to I prefer to set you free than to hold you prison. And as we get through this telenovela, you're going to see why I think, based on this line, we can interpret it as being from Jose Luis's point of view. Even though the song already existed before the telenovela, I think they chose it because it fits Jose Luis's character and Jose Luis would just go through so 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 much but yes this song is great and the whole entrada is shot beautifully we get these beautiful shots of the characters we get to see the relationships and the dynamics we see Graciela's character making some sort of deal with Alejandro we see then Alejandro and Monse being together but Monse being super distant and the whole setting of the telenovela is a fictional location called Aguasul, which is by the coast, by the ocean. So at the end shot, we get this beautiful ocean shot as Jose Luis and Alejandro's character are squaring up and Monse's in the middle between them, the iconic love triangle. So great. Love it. And yes, I just I just had to share my love with you all about this entrada because it's so good. And like La Usurpadora, I'm not skipping this entrada as I go into watching the telenovela. I mean, the telenovela has like a hundred and something episodes, so I may skip it every now and then. But so far, I just love hearing the song every single episode I play it. Like I'm I'm obsessed with it. So with that out of the way... Let's get started on breaking down the plot of episodes one through five of Lo que la vida me robó. So first, we open up the only way we should, with Angelique Poyer as Monse. 
So Angelique Boyer is playing Montserrat, who is this 19-year-old girl who comes from a very wealthy family. She's beautiful. We see her in this like beach dress, just being free and in this big hat. She's just she's just exhibiting all the traits of I'm a free spirit and I am in love. So we see her making her way through the town, through the little um, pueblo and into the ocean. And meanwhile, we learn from her family, her dad, who is very loving and very supportive, and her aunt, who is also loving and supportive, but a bit of a chismosa. And then her mom, who's definitely not loving and supporting. She's like, oh, the worst character in the telenovela so far. And they're all talking about how Monse seems to be so in love and how that's great because it turns out that she's engaged to a character named Sebastian or Sebas and she got engaged to him when she was 16 years old so super young and he left to go study abroad so now Sebas has returned from Europe and he goes to Monse's house to go visit her and her dad is like oh she's not here she went to the to the beach so you can go find her so he does and he makes his way to his beach and all the same time we see Monse at the beach just chilling when all of a sudden someone hugs her from behind and she like and and the person covers her eyes playfully and she's like smiling and she turns around and we see that it is not her fiance. Instead, it is the character of Jose Luis, played by Luis Roberto Guzman, who is a Marine guy. He's like in the Mexican Marine, and he's a lowly soldier who is in love with Montserrat, and they've been in love for a while, and they're just like, you know, being happy together. But the the discussion quickly turns to Monse asking him to make things official because she hates having to run around and be in secret when she's so in love with him and she knows that he's in love with her and she doesn't want to hide this from her family, specifically her dad, whom again, she shares this really close relationship with. So as they're talking... Sebas, who was walking towards the beach to find Montserrat, runs into them and he sees them and he is just pissed. He immediately starts insulting Montserrat and being like, thank God I found out what kind of woman you are. You are not worth my time and all this shit. He's really a douchebag in the scenario, even though I understand where he's coming from. I don't agree with the method of how he chose to attack Montserrat because Montserrat quickly goes up to him. And of course, she's mortified because in her heart, she didn't want to hurt him. She still cares for him like as a friend, but she is also very quick to defend herself and be like, we got engaged when I was 16 years old and I had no idea what I wanted in the world and I only got engaged with you because my mom pressured me into and, you know, I tried to contact you but I couldn't reach you for three years. So I've fallen in love. I'm not going to apologize for that. And then he, like, goes to her hand and he's like, where's the ring? And she's like, I stopped wearing it but don't worry, I'll give the ring back. Like, I don't need it. And he's like, no, keep the ring. That's all you ever wanted. You just wanted my money because your family is doing so poorly. And she's just like, what are you talking about? Because, again, Montserrat comes from a very 
quote-unquote wealthy family, so she doesn't know that her family is struggling. So that comment just slides, and then he leaves, and he immediately packs his bags and heads back to Europe. And very quickly, word spreads around in the tiny pueblo. As we'll learn, the pueblo loves to gossip and everything, so anything Monse does, it immediately spreads. So everyone finds out, including Graciela, Monse's mother, who looks at her as Monse makes her way back to her house and then just goes up to her and slaps the shit out of her. And Monse's crying and is like, Mom, why are you hitting me? And she's like, how dare you? You're like a stupid little girl. By the way, the mom is super abusive, super emotionally abusive to Montserrat. And she's like, how dare you? Like you ruined everything. And then we get what I like to refer to as the Pride and Prejudice scene of this whole thing where her mother tries to force her to go after him and beg him to take her back. But her dad is like, if you don't love him, don't marry him. You deserve to find someone you love. And so, of course, what the dad says goes. And so Monse is saved from having to go after this guy and begging him. So, meanwhile, a few hours away from Aguasul is an hacienda where a horrible owner is about to die. This owner is in his deathbed. He is hated by every single one of his employees. And we see that one of the employees that's taking care of him is none other than Alejandro, played by Sebastián Rulli. Alejandro is talking to him and the owner, between his dying breaths, is like, oh, like, tell me about yourself. You know, were you able to finish school? And he's like, yes, I was able to graduate. I had to work really hard and it took me a lot longer than it should have. But thankfully, I have graduated and I have, you know, a career and everything. And the guy's like, good, good. And do you know anything about your mother? And he's like, no, I don't know anything about her. I was raised by my grandfather, blah, 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 blah. And then the priest comes in. He's played by Eric del Castillo. And he's trying to get him to repent for his sins. And the owner, whose name is Benjamin, is like, no, I didn't call you to repent for my sins. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't take them back. I called you because I need you to be my witness. And so we see that a lawyer comes in. And when the lawyer comes in, we see that Graciela, Montserrat's mom, is also at the hacienda. And she's trying to see Benjamin because it turns out that she was his mistress for many years. And she kind of hopes that once he dies, he'll leave some of his large wealth towards her because that's what he promised. So she's just waiting because everyone's like, girl, like he's about to die. Like you're not going to see him. And she's just like, I'm going to wait here. And so she's waiting and waiting. And then when the lawyer comes and the priest is like, come here, Graciela is like, I was here first and I need to see him. So she does make her way to him. And when she does, she feigns being like the worried and distressed lover and is like, Benjamin, you can't die. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. And Benjamin is like, stop acting. Quit your lies. I know you were only interested in my money, but here's a deal. I'm not leaving anything to you. And so Graciela leaves all mad and everything. So she leaves. The lawyer comes in. They rework the will where he leaves one universal heir. We don't see who. And then he leaves. And then the priest is like, Alejandro, 
come in here. He wants to talk to you. So Alejandro goes and Benjamin is like, I need you to know something. You need to take care of this because this is all now yours. I'm going to die and I have named you my universal heir. And Alejandro is like, why would you do that? You never cared about anyone. Like, why would you do something so nice? And then Benjamin is like, because you are my only son. And Alejandro loses his shit. He's like, how dare you tell me this now that you're dying and I can't confront you. And he tries to ask him about his mom, tries to find out anything about her. He quickly realizes that Benjamin assaulted her, which resulted in the pregnancy. So he is just pissed, pissed, pissed. But before he can get any answers, Benjamin dies. And every one of his employees is just like unbothered by this whole thing because this man again was horrible and treated them very badly and just did not care for them at all one of the employees played by alberto estrella comes in and he feigns you know he feigns emotion and he's like oh no our our boss man he died like i was praying so badly for him can i be here alone for a moment just to say goodbye and so when alejandro and the priest leave he immediately slaps him and he's like you little shit you made me do all this shit and you put my brother in front of me even though i like you knew that i was a better employee and just like like yells at his dead body and then leaves So all the employees are gathered around talking about what's going to happen to them because their boss just died. And to their knowledge, there's no one else who could lead them or guide them. And that's when Alejandro comes and he's like, he left me everything. And everyone's like, what? Why would he do that? And then he's like, because I'm his son. And everyone's just flabbergasted. And Alejandro rides off into the sunset with his horse because he needs to be left alone and meanwhile Monse is making her way to the beach at night trying to see Jose Luis again and tell him everything that's happened but what she doesn't know is that Jose Luis was called on to a mission so he's not gonna make it and so she's just there and then she goes and she sees this man standing and she hugs him from behind and looks at him But it's not Jose Luis, it is Alejandro. And that's how the first episode ends. And then the next few episodes, we sort of start to get to see the fallout between both major things that happened in the first episode. The first was Alejandro being made an heir, going from bastard to now a wealthy gentleman, and Monse breaking off her engagement which is really going to affect her family, though she doesn't know that yet. So first, Alejandro leaves the hacienda and makes his way to Agua Azul, where his father had some business dealings. This is after he worked it amongst himself and was like, okay, I have to settle with the fact that my father was a horrible human being, but now I am the owner of everything he built by exploiting people so I can make things right. So one of his best friends returns, actually not one of his best friends, his best friend returns and he offers to help him and is like, I was left unemployed, so I'm here and I'm at your service. So Alejandro hires him to run everything happening in the hacienda while he makes his way to Agua Azul. And in Agua Azul, he meets with Bruno Gamboa. 
Bruno Gamboa, by the way, is played by the actor Luis Gatica, who played Cayetano in Ruby. And this character is completely different from his character as Cayetano in Ruby. He's such a sleazebag in this telenovela. And it turns out that he was like the finance guy for Benjamin and just ran all his dealings. And what Alejandro doesn't know yet is that he was stealing from Benjamin for the past, you know, 20 or so years. So he's been stealing from him this entire time. And Alejandro is immediately suspicious of him. So he's like, I'm going to need to see an audit of all the finances. And once I review that, that's going to determine if you're still an employee of mine. So that's happening. And meanwhile, Monse is trying to convince Jose Luis to go to her dad and talk to him and try to convince him that they're in love and basically ask for her hand in marriage. And Jose Luis doesn't want to do this. And at first I was like, mm, that's a little shady of him because his first instinct when Montserrat was like, go talk to my dad. He's always supported me and he acknowledges that I am a free person that I can make my own decisions, like just talk to him. And when Jose Luis doesn't want to, I'm just like, mm, like what's happening here? But to be fair, Jose Luis kind of knows how this works. And he's like, your dad was one of the most respected members of the Marine. He still holds a lot of power, even though he's retired. And yes, he may be a good person that respects your opinions. However, it's different when it comes to marriage because you're giving up your life to be with me. And I don't have anything. I don't have any money. I am one of the lowest of the lows in the Marine. I'm just a simple foot soldier, basically. And Monse is like, I don't care. And we can be together. And da 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 But both of them are still considering the idea of just running away and being together. And while this is happening, her mom, Graciela, is keeping very close tabs on her and asks her brother, Dimitrio, to basically spy on her and find out what's happening in her life. And let me take a second to talk about how much of a shithead Dimitrio is. Dimitrio is just horrible, horrible. He gambles all the money away. When we first meet him, he's confronting his father, whom, by the way, he doesn't call dad. He calls him Lauro, and he's like why did you cut my credit cards? And I tried to buy this, but I wasn't able to because the bank said I had no access to credit cards and you're making me look like a pathetic blah, 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 blah. And his dad is like, you need to get a job. And if you want to be spending money and just gambling it away, it needs to be your money because I'm no longer supporting you. And he flips out. And then it turns out that Dimitrio owes Bruno Gamboa a bunch of money and so that's why he's trying to get money and he gets beaten up by Bruno Gamboa's man while he's trying to spy on Monse and then he comes clean to Graciela and is like I owe Bruno Gamboa a bunch of money and if I don't pay him he's gonna kill me and Graciela is oh she's she loves her son She knows that he is a hot mess and that he made a big mistake, but she's like, oh, mi amor, we're gonna fix this. We're gonna fix this. Like, let me work my magic. So she tries to sell off her jewelry, but that's not enough. And then <laughs> Dimitrio gets a bright idea that he's gonna use the house deed 
So basically put his house on the line as collateral for his debt with Bruno Gamboa. So he does that by forging his dad's signature. And he does that and that's how he gets out of debt with Bruno Gamboa while he gets the money to get the house back. And so this is how Alejandro and Monse are going to cross paths. Because actually immediately after Dimitrio basically gives the house as collateral for his debt, Alejandro comes in and he's like, I know you're stealing from me. And you are fired this instant, but also you're going to have to pay me back for everything you stole from my father. And Bruno is like, I can't pay you back because it's a lot of money. And Alejandro is like, okay, if you don't pay me back, I'm going to call the police and we're going to, you know, we're going to settle this through that. And that's when Bruno Gamboa is like, no, 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 let me level with you. See, I just got this house that's worth enough to cover my debt with you. And you can have it. And Alejandro looks at the house deed and is like, isn't this the home of Lauro, Montserrat's father? Because he's kind of been digging around because when he saw Monse at the beach, he was kind of like smitten by her and everything. Oh, that reminds me. I didn't even tell you all what happened. So when the episode ended and Monse and Alejandro met, they kind of had a little moment, but immediately the moment went away because Monse was frustrated that he wasn't who she wanted to see. And he was like, oh my God, you're beautiful. But she was like, I kind of want to be alone, so bye. And so they immediately part ways. And so he's been doing some digging around and he's kind of found out who her family is and everything. And so when he sees that it's her house, he's like, I thought she came, you know, I thought this family was doing well and was super wealthy. And Bruno's like, not anymore. Like the son really ruined the family and has been wasting a lot of their money and this whole thing. So Alejandro accepts the house as payment and he now owns Monse's house. And immediately after this happens, Graciela and Dimitrio go back. And this time Graciela has brought all her jewelry, which by the way, were gifts from Benjamin over the years of their affair. And she's like, this jewelry is super expensive. It should pay for everything. And Bruno is like, it pays for everything, but I no longer have the house. Alejandro Almonte is a person who now owns your house. And Graciela freaks out because when she goes to see him, it's the same employee who knows that she was the mistress of Benjamin. So she talks to him and she kind of talks down on him a lot and is like, you're just a bastard who is new money and blah, blah, blah. You'll never have my style or my grace and everything. Just shitting on him completely. And so Alejandro is like, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anyone your secret, blah, blah, blah. And again, because Graciela is just completely shitting on him, he kind of gets this, this like, I don't know how to say it, but something in him flips a little that he wants to feel more powerful than her. So when she's trying to get back the house deed, he's like, I'll give it back. In fact, I can, you know, I can offer you much more than this. But all I ask in return is that you let me date your daughter. And Graciela, again, because she considers him a bastard and low class, at first was like, you have nothing to offer my daughter. My daughter is a rare breed, a rare species. And Alejandro is like, well, I have all this money and I know that your family is on the brink of losing everything. So Graciela considers this. And while she's considering this, 
Alejandro meets Lauro, Montserrat's father. And because Lauro is a really, really, he's a gentleman. He's a good person. He's like, oh, I didn't know Benjamin had children. Like, please come to my home and let me offer you a coffee and let's talk and just get to know each other. So the same day that he basically sets a date for Alejandro to come to the house is the same date that Monse and Jose Luis were going to go and tell her dad about their relationship. But Jose Luis chickens out the moment that he sees that Alejandro is there, so he runs away. And Monse is like, you little dummy, like we had a plan. And now because her dad is atendiendo a guest, you know, he's being um, a host, he's like, I can't talk to anyone. And if that man wants to talk to me, he can come tomorrow or a different day. So Jose Luis is forced to leave and then Alejandro stays and he gets along really well with Lauro. There's mutual respect there. And Lauro is like, please join us again for dinner and blah, blah, blah. And Graciela comes and she's still leveling with him and his offer. And she kind of is testing her waters a little bit and is like, sure, join us for dinner. And so it's decided that Alejandro is going to continue coming to their home and visiting. And it becomes very apparent that he shows an interest towards Monse, although Monse completely is ignoring him, giving him the cold shoulder and just isn't having it. So while that is happening, Dimitrio is able to discover that Monse is in a secret relationship with Jose Luis and immediately tells Graciela. Graciela confronts Montserrat and is like, how dare you be in a relationship with a lowly soldier, blah, 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 blah. And tells her that she needs to break it up and she will not have it. And Monse is like, I love him. And then she kind of decides that it's time for her to run away. So she needs money. And both her and Jose Luis are trying to get the money they need to run away. Monse has a piece of land that she owns that Alejandro had offered to buy earlier because he wanted to expand his hacienda. But initially, Monse had been like, I have no interest in selling this to you. So she had dropped it. But now that she needs money, she reopens the conversation with Alejandro. And meanwhile, Jose Luis hears that Bruno Gamboa is a person that lends people money. So he goes to Bruno Gamboa to borrow money so that he and Monse can run away. But when he goes into his office, he discovers that Bruno Gamboa is dead. And a flashback reveals that it was dumbass Dimitrio who accidentally shot him. And so Bruno Gamboa is dead. Jose Luis is standing over the dead body. And an employee immediately walks in and starts screaming murderer to Jose Luis. So now Jose Luis is a suspect in the murder, although no one is charging him because at the moment it's all still superficial evidence. And so they're doing a thorough investigation, but his name is kind of tarnished. And Graciela is like, I don't want that man coming into my house ever. And she's just going after Monse. And so unfortunately, Jose Luis isn't able to borrow the money. But Montserrat is able to sell her piece of land and she's able to get the money. And so finally, we get a moment where Monse is ready to go off and run away with Jose Luis when Graciela comes in. And as a master manipulator, she, she knows how to manipulate her daughter. She starts being very sweet. 
and it's like my love like let's talk like you know we don't talk let me explain to you what's happening and what I've been hiding from you to protect you and so Monse who's a very loving person is like yes of course let's talk and that's when her mom tells her your dad is very sick we have lost a lot of our money our land isn't producing produce the way it used to and we're at the brink of losing everything and and this is all news to monse like monse had no idea that her financial situation for her family was that bad and that's when graciela drops a bomb and is like we're about to lose it all and only you can save us and that is how episode five ends And so effectively what Graciela is doing is she's setting up her daughter to marry Alejandro, who is now a very wealthy man and whom she doesn't love in an effort to save her family. So we'll see if Monse ends up marrying Alejandro. If you've already watched this telenovela, you know what happens. And what I really, really, really like broke my heart these last five episodes was I'm team Alejandro first of all I'll start off by saying that however re-watching it and watching the first five episodes I very much felt for Jose Luis because he just he's truly el perdedor from the theme song he's someone who no matter how hard he tries just life like hits him with curveballs and any time that he's about to get what he wants and fight for what he wants something happens and he doesn't get it like he just has a grasp on it and then it's taken away from him and that's how I felt like he was about to be able to be happy with Montserrat when all of a sudden Graciela talks to her and is about to manipulate her into leaving him behind and also the whole Bruno Gamboa thing where he's in the wrong place at the completely wrong time and now he's a suspect for murder just I feel bad for Jose Luis but yes friends this was a recap of the first five episodes of Lo Que La Vida Me Robó as y'all can tell like I'm super excited to be re-watching this telenovela it's so good filled filled completely with twists and turns and all all these misdirects so i'm really excited to continue covering it for you all and i hope you enjoyed this episode i will be seeing you all again next week where we're going to continue our recap and see if graciela is successful in manipulating monse as always thank you all so much i appreciate you and i will see you again next week bye